The Tie and Hoodie Show is sponsored by ICCLending.com. For real estate service, please go to ICCLending.com. Three, two, one. Every human came to earth with a gift. And they must discover that gift and refine that gift for them to be fulfilled. The prerequisite for spending time with any person is that they nourish and inspire you. They feed your flame. Yo, hey man, how you work this radio? You're not listening to the Ty and Hoodie Show. Keep it locked. Owning a home and paying it off is one of the data points of an everyday millionaire. Home sales across the U.S. are on the rise as buyers take advantage of record low mortgage rates. Good morning, morning, morning. Now let's get back to the Ty and Hoodie Show. Good morning, good morning. It's the 93.5 K-Day favorite show in the morning, the Tyler Liddy Show right here with me, uh, myself, Trevon Smith, also with my co-host, Andrew Ojesse Koba. How you doing this morning, Andrew? I'm doing good, Trevon. Another week, another day. Nice to see you. Miss you guys. Miss you. I mean, I, I don't get to sit next to you and, and touch you because of COVID, <laughs> but hey, we're here. We're still making it happen, hey, right? Hey. It's the new 2020-21 version of Tyler Hoodie Show. Uh, like I said, each and every Sunday, we try to bring something positive. We try to bring some information. We try to bring guests that will benefit you in your life. And also, you know, get some services to these people, man. We try to, we call these uh, hometown heroes, people like this brother that we got coming up next. Uh, he's a award-winning entrepreneur. He's been in uh, 10 years of executive experience. Uh, he's an expert in lean management, uh, knowledge and uh, dynamic training abilities. He's also been featured on Fox News and NBC. And with my pleasure to uh, introduce you, it's Michael Parker, the uh, CEO of Michael Parker Enterprises. How you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, it's a beautiful day, man, especially, you know, to speak to a brother like you and, and you know, pick your brain. Uh, so how, how's it going? Talk to us a little bit. Tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, just take us on a journey. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're, where, what you've been through. Some people have dramatic, you know, testimonies. Some people have all right testimonies. Uh, just we're all ears. Well, uh, first, I just want to uh, thank you both uh, for mm-hmm. in- inviting me to the, the show that you have here. Um, I think it's great uh, what you all are trying to do uh, to really encourage and in- inspire uh, people to be better. Um, I, as you mentioned, um, I've had the privilege to accomplish a lot, a lot in business. I've actually been an entrepreneur now for, for over 20 years okay. and uh, started a lot of uh, companies, won awards and so forth. But that's not really how my journey started. Uh, I was actually uh, born in the, the Bay Area uh, and um, being uh, born and raised in some uh, areas where there was a lot of struggle, um, I actually ended up in a situation where, um, you know, my mom was in a, a pretty bad domestic violence situation growing up. And so because of that, um, it put me in a, a lot of violent situations and, and a lot of challenging situations. I went to about six or seven different elementary schools growing up um, and, you know, had to move around a, a whole lot. I never forget being uh, in this shelter for battered women with my mom and just wondering, you know, if I would ever be able to achieve anything, you know, what, what would I become, you know, going yet to another school and uh, really starting to think about just in my own mental sky, 
you know, how was I going to arrive, um, up, you know, past certain things and being a young man with your mom, anybody who's experienced some of those situations, you feel kind of helpless as a man, you, you want to protect your mom and being in a situation where you feel like you couldn't provide that protection and you were in these situations. But little did I know there was something developing in my heart and in my mind uh, from a leadership perspective. And uh, there was times that I was going to school and sometimes I was that class clown, uh, not because I just was a bad kid, but I wanted to, sometimes you want to laugh to keep from crying. You just want something to get your mind off of what was going on in real life. And so you, you end up acting out in ways that you shouldn't. But I had to learn how to get past that and found out that I really had a lot of talents that I didn't realize that I had. And so, um, you know, that's why my heart goes out so much uh, to youth and adults who uh, don't feel like they can achieve certain things because I've really, really, you know, been through a lot of uh, places in my journey um, that caused me to have to rise above a lot. And so there's a lot of elements we can get into, uh, but um, specifically coming from a really uh, tough upbringing and going through a lot of emotional roller coasters in that journey, it taught me so much to really prepare I me. And of course, I thank God, you know, for um, ultimately, you know, keeping his hand on my life. But, you know, we can't just thank God and not do what we're supposed to do yeah. either. And mm -hmm. so there were some things that once I got a realization. I feel like everybody has what I call a CEO moment or like a crossroad where you have to make an executive decision of what you want to do in certain mm -hmm. situations. And that decision is going to determine a lot to do with your destiny, your path and, and where you end up. And mm -hmm. so that's why I'm, I'm so big on one of my companies is called You Are a CEO. And I always say you run the business of you and trying to teach people to be the CEO and rise above their childhood, their insecurities, their fears, their doubts, so that you realize that who's really in charge. Well, you, you have to make a decision every day. And that's why all of us are CEOs of our life, for sure, because we have to make that executive decision. So anyway, there's a lot of elements there, but, okay. but, you know, but that's a lot about my journey at a really high level, but there's much more. So I mean, your 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 journey is, is I mean, hey, well, 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 thank you very much. Obviously, first of all, for some people, it's hard for them to tell their personal stories, go deep dive inside, and say, okay, this is who I was, and don't just look at me now as a successful CEO. This is where I'm coming from. But one thing I wanted I wanted you to tell our audience is, what what motivated you to go from giving excuses about your situation and wanting to come out of that situation. Because a lot of people we meet and see, they're like, well, it's because of this problem, that's why I'm not doing this. It's because of this, that's why I'm not doing that. But you were dealt a different hand of card. You were dealt a very difficult situation. But you, you decided, no, no, this is not gonna define me. I'm bigger than that. How were you able to cross that divide? Well, I think, um... You know, I think, and that's why I love to talk about how you you are a CEO, because I think it's uh, when you really get to a crossroad, at a crossroad, you can go left or right. And when you realize that there's really a crossroad in your life, some people never come to the realization that there is a crossroad. They just live. They just go. They just do. They let their emotions drive them. They let their you know, their childhood, their insecurities drive them. But when you really get to the point, I actually have some godparents that took a lot of time with me. 
um, when I was young. And it showed me at least that there was two different lives. Like I, I didn't have to, there was this one life that I saw and there was another life that I saw and that created a crossroad. Then I met some, uh, you know, I met, I never forget meeting this young lady in school and she was getting straight A's and I uh, began to talk to her. And I, you know, um, she happened to be of Asian descent. And I just asked her like, you know, what, what, how are you getting these? I looked at her head, her head wasn't no bigger than mine. It wasn't a brain size or something. I said, what's going on? And so, you know, she, she got real serious with me and said, you know what? I do my homework right after class. When I have questions, I ask the teacher to make sure I understand. She talked about her eating habits. She talked about how she got a proper sleep um, and these different things. And it's like this light bulb when I mean, I was, basically I start seeing, well, this is about hard work. Like, it's not, you know, that you're, you know, got something that I don't. And if anybody going to have some hard work, it's me based on where I've come from and what I've been through and all the battles I fought in my heart and my mind, all the things I've had to push through. And so if, if you mean that that's what this takes. And so a light bulb went on and that really transformed me when I realized that my work and my effort could make a difference, that it did matter how I thought and the battles that I fought within myself and how I let that begin to come out and how I do things to others. I never forget when I uh, came out of college um, and I was hired by Toyota and, you know, I was young, came from the inner city. You know, I was just happy to, you know, I couldn't believe I was even there, you know, after all that I had been through. And Akil Toyota, who was the president of, of Toyota, he's actually in the Toyota family, um, um, the grandson of the founder. And he was coming there and, and I didn't realize it was a big deal. So everybody was like, Akil Toyota's coming, Akil Toyota's coming. OK, they said, uh, well, someone need to give him a tour of the latest projects going around, you know, the company. And they said, well, Michael, will you do it? You know, I was young in my early 20s. Yeah, I'll give the presentation. So I give the presentation, you know, just another person to me, just based on kind of how I came up. So, yeah, uh, yeah I gave the presentation. And so little did I know uh, that next week, Akio Toyota said, who is that young man? He said, it's something different about him. He said, I want him to be a part of a special project team. Only seven people in all of America uh, would go to Japan. And next thing you know, I had a letter written in Japanese. I was sent on a flight by myself to Toyota City, Japan. I didn't even know what the letter said. When I got off the plane, I handed it to the taxi driver. He nodded at me. I nodded at him. And I just hope he took me to the right place. (laughs) And when I got to that hotel, I can tell you, I fell on my knees. and, And I just was so thankful because I couldn't believe the little latchkey kid, you know, um, you know, born in Oakland, raised in uh, Richmond and Vallejo, California, in some very tough situations, being able to be sitting here in Toyota City, Japan, being trained by first generation lean experts. And little did I know this would take me down a whole new frontier in my career before I became an entrepreneur. But it goes all the way back to that decision, that crossroad, where once you know that there is more than one way. It's making a choice that I'm not going to dwell in what I've always been and what I've always had, but make an effort and put the work in to become something more. And that's kind of how it happened for me. Man, I, I'm going to tell you what, this is why I asked that question, because sometimes we get a one minute answer and then sometimes we get a blessing like that. And I yeah. think what you just mm-hmm. told all these people listening on K-Day and all these people watching YouTube gives them an inspiration that one day they can be somebody if they're not already in which they already are, you know, but you know, sometimes you need a little bit of success for you to feel a little bit more important. So what you just gave the people right now, 
was super priceless. We appreciate you for that. Uh, I, I love everything about what you just said, man. And this is why I, I love to be a part of this show on the Tired Hoodie Show. Um, I wanted to know a little bit about exactly what lean management is. If you could walk me through that. That's just, look, I'm just asking my own questions right now. What, what exactly is lean management? Because I see that you specialize in it and, it, and, it, and, I, and I've done some research and I heard a lot about it, but I don't know exactly what lean management is. If you could walk us through that. Sure, sure, sure. I, um, actually, to pick up from where I left off in Japan, uh, I went around North America and Canada um, being trained by first generation lean experts that came from Toyota. And lean is really a management principle that grew out of Japan um, through Toyota and through um, their experience after World War II. And to sum it up, uh, lean is really about uh, being able to come into any business operation or structure and really identify what the true value is that the customer will value and then trim off all the fat that mm. doesn't add to that value. And that's why it's called lean. So there's a lean approach to any operation, any business, any process, making sure you're only doing what adds value. And in business, really, a lot of times, uh, you know, 70 to 90 percent of all of the activity going on in the business is waste. Yeah, uh, there's very there's so much waste in the business. And so Toyota developed a management principle to be able to compete with companies in America. Um, and then it became became known. It started off being known as the Toyota production system. Then it became known as lean management. So what I did once I was well trained, my my inspiration was to I found out while I was at Toyota in my dream job that that really wasn't what I was built to do. Like I really had an entrepreneur in me. And so um, I broke away from Toyota and people couldn't believe it. I was on the fast track. I was working with all the top executives, but I knew there was something I was supposed to be doing. And I started uh, and I started to start companies. And one of the things I did was start to teach companies. I became uh, a lean implementer in my own businesses and then started doing consulting for large companies, Fortune 100 companies. Well, I still do that now in, in just many areas of business, but but lean as well. Okay. So I started, I actually wrote a book called Who Said So? Um, and the book is about how to implement lean in any industry. So who said that lean can't be implemented everywhere. And so mm -hmm. I began to introduce this to the world in a business book uh, called Who Said So? That's all about, and I, I changed, I made it a little more simple for everyone to understand. Instead of lean management, I call it value-centered management because I'm it really that's what lean is trying to do is center everything in the business around the value that really the customer wants to pay for. Mm. Uh. I mean, you, you know, we're, we're going deep into some, you know, I, you know, if, if you're just listening, obviously you're just joining us on the show. You know, Michael Parker is our guest. Now, Michael, there's something interesting. When somebody decides to start a company and they put their own name as the company, it says a lot about integrity. It says a lot about your name. It says a lot about, because if you have a bad name, there's no way you're going to come and say Michael Parker LLC. When did you get to that point where you say, you know what, I'm the best person to represent myself? You well, know? yeah, that, that's a very good question. And I often and I always to uh, I always go by uh, Michael E. Parker because there's so many Michael Parkers out there. 
You know, when I was in high school, there was a guy named Michael Parker, and I all I would be taken to the principal office. I didn't even do anything, and it was it was <laughs> the other guy. And, uh, but you, you know, uh, so I start to really call Michael E. Parker. My middle name is Emmanuel, and huh? I um, and starting off, I did not do that. I started a lot of companies, um, and you know, I have a lot of different businesses. Uh, even even now, um, and I talked about URCO. URCO is a corporation, and that's really what I'm using right now to really inspire people. Um, I have like over a million dollars in technology that is in URCO, and I have an achievement club for people out there who really want to achieve more. I've put something together where they can uh, be a member of this club and, and literally get access to life uh, coaching, business coaching, technologies that help them know how to manage money. Um, uh, things, you know, we have our own social network, like an Instagram that's all positive with no ads, no trolling, no foolishness. It's all about ch- achievement and being uplifted. Um, you know, there's a lot to it. But after I started to build some of these businesses, I, I, I did need something because I've had a team that's been with me um, for over 17 years now. You know, I've, I've built a, a company and an enterprise and I needed a name for the whole thing. And that's where I felt like there was nothing because I've got so many different elements to to me. You know, there's yeah. me, the more of the life coach. There's the business coach. There's the you know, I've got a business that's in the food industry. I've got, you know, these, I got a, you know, a salon, all these things. And so when, when you look at all that, I needed, there was nothing that could tie all that together except my story. And that's why I said I would create Michael E. Parker Enterprises so that I could have that. And I don't really promote that as much. It's there and you can definitely see it if you do your research and see it online. But each business kind of in its own market focuses on what that business is for. But if you get behind the scenes, you'll see a common root to that tree, which is Michael E. Parker Enterprises. Uh, <laughs> all great information, Mr. Parker. Do you want to give a uh, do you have a website or something that our listeners, our YouTube subscribers could, could go to and check you out, a phone number, anything? Yeah, right now, I, I would really like you know, as many people as possible to go to URACEO.com. And that's spelled out like the sentence, like Y-O-U-A-R-E-A-C-E-O.com. Go to URCO.com and just check out the things we're doing. Find out about the Achievement Club. Um, I do a lot of um, free events. You know, I just came off of a whole series called This Won't Break Me uh, to help entrepreneurs uh, to rise above the struggle that's happening right now. Uh, We just had a a summit, an all-day summit of This Won't Break Me Summit. But really, this Achievement Club, um, you know, I can't say enough about it. It is a, a, a subscription-based club. But through the club, I've, I've, I found a way to create this very unique model where people can literally get the kind of wire their thinking and their brain to create certain habit formation to where you start creating a habit out of achieving more. And believe it or not, all these platforms like YouTube, Facebook, you know, Instagram, they're all using persuasive technology that makes people keep coming back, makes dopamine mm-hmm. release from the brain yeah. and creates mm-hmm. habit. But what if we could take that psychology and we could use it in a way, or I should say that persuasive technology and use it for wiring us to achieve more. And that's what I've been working on and studying, you know, for some time. And now I finally have the platform and it's working and we're seeing people just achieve, you know, as a lifestyle. And on top of that, I've created an opportunity for people to make money because people really need money. And so I have a, you know, a way through my affiliate program where people can make money 
with it as well. So again, it's a lot there, but starting out, just go to URCO.com and find out more about what we're doing. And, and I think people that are serious about, you know, achieving more, uh, they'll really love what we're doing. So I, I, want, I want to talk about your upcoming event, Stop Dreaming Entrepreneur Bootcamp. Is that still open? Uh, can people still register for that? Or is, is, it, is it closed out as we speak? Yeah. The one that the one that we're going to do that's launching next week, that one is closed. But if you go to, um, I believe it's Stop Dreaming, uh, Stop Dreaming CEO dot com, mm -hmm. you can sign up to get on the waiting list for the next one that will open up um, and okay. we'll make first priority to those people. But we've got a host of entrepreneurs, scores of entrepreneurs that are in this one. And we're looking to have a really great time. I'm so excited about it. It's going to be doing a lot for, for entrepreneurs, but that again has been closed uh, now, but you can get on the waiting list for the next one. If you're really serious about entrepreneurship uh, and you know, if you're starting a business, managing one or want to grow one, you'll get a lot out of that boot camp. So we have probably a few minutes to go. Our shows go by so fast. It's just half an hour. I know we have a lot to unpack. I just want to take just one or two minutes of your time. Somebody's listening out there and saying, I'm at the bottom of, of the bottom right now. I'm sick of life. I'm stuck in a rut. I don't know what to do. What would be your advice for that person listening? Well, I... I one of the, the, the things that I talk about in URCO is there's four enemies that, to, to human uh, advancement and success that I found. Um, one of them is self-ignorance, uh, not really understanding who you are and what you've been through and how it shaped you. It's very important to know what happened so that you can do something about it. Another one is fear. Um, really understanding how fear works and uh, how the brain works. Anything that's traumatic, anything that's hurtful, the brain uh, 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 will keep that in front of you at all times and always try to protect you from feeling that hurt again. But the danger is sometimes when you're about to do something great, that, that emotion comes up in that fear and it's not real, but it's real to you. And so it can stop you from taking that next step. Another key area is insecurity. Um, just always looking, I, I like to call it out security because it's, you're always looking out at someone outside of you to validate you. Like you, you're always needing someone to validate that I can do it and that I can go and that I'm okay. And that I'm smart enough and that I can make it happen. And you have to begin to look inward and start to create some self-worth and some self-respect and some self-dignity to be able to find something on the inside that can drive you. And that's why it's important to put some of these types of ingredients in you. The last one is mediocrity and just areas of our life that we refuse to give our all and be excellent. And so these four enemies are extremely uh, uh, important and they're overcome. Instead of self-ignorance, we need self-awareness. Instead of fear, we need courage. Instead of insecurities, we need self-empowerment. Instead of mediocrity, we need excellence. And so I would invite anyone out there, the first, first thing that you need to, to realize is that you are the CEO of your life. And you can take charge of that. I don't care what happened in the past. I don't care who hurt you before. I don't care how many times things didn't go the way they were supposed to. Every day that you wake up, there's a chance for you to be an executive of that day and of your future. And you have to make a conscious decision to say, 
I'm going to take advantage of this CEO moment and I'm going to be the executive of what is going to happen next. And when you make that decision up in your mind, don't expect the mountains to move. Then you got to climb. Now you got to fight. So once you make that decision, you got to have something in you that's willing to push and willing to fight. And that's one of the things that I would just invite everyone out there. And, if, and one of the secrets to everything that I just said is environment. So that's why some people say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to spend you know, my money more responsibly. I'm going to stop doing this. And then they go back to the environment that generates the thoughts that creates the same emotion that leads to the same action. And it gives you the same result. But if you change the environment, you'll get different thoughts, which gives you different feelings, which leads to different actions, which leads to different results. And that's the equation. You have to get in the right environment. That's why so many people don't change all the way. They, they, have a, they read another book. They go to another event. They're inspired by another video. But it never sticks because you have to actually change the environment so you can change how you're thinking. Mm. Hey. Right here, church on 93.5 KD gets no better with the sermon. Hey, you, when you took them, that's how my daddy used to talk to me. A lot of people, <laughs> didn't, a lot of people didn't get that, but I got yeah. that. What yeah. you just told them was just the honest truth. And unfortunately, some people take it as a, a, a negative, And then the ones mm -hmm. who really want it just, just grabbed it all in. I want to, this is my personal question. I want to know what day, I don't know if you know what day or month or year, what day did that all, when, when something clicked in you and you was like, when, when you feel the way you just talked right now, what day did that, I, I don't know how to de exactly describe it. Mine didn't happen till last year. And, and I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I'm, I'm 42. They didn't happen till last year where I kind of understood it, where I, I don't fear anything no more. I understand mm -hmm. I'm in control of my future and I, I'm not scared of anything, you know, and I, I feel I can take on anything as long as I be more productive than not. And, 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 and put myself in the right environment, like you said. What day did that happen for you? Well, honestly, um, I think it's more like it happened to me. Okay. And mm. the, re the reason that I say that is um, I ended up in a lot of situations with just how my household went and where I trusted a lot of people that were supposed to be my guides and my, my leaders and the people that I went to for direction. And when those things fell apart and when uh, trust was broken or when I realized that um, those things were not pillars I could lean on is when I realized I had to find something within myself. And that's something that uh, I didn't it wasn't organized yet. I wasn't, you know, saying you are a CEO and yeah. all of this. Yeah, I got you. But I, I got the understanding that, you know what? there's something in me that, that I have to rely on. And, and, and I'm very thankful that I, I also had a relationship with God at a very young age and that, that helped me. But then again, you, you have to know what to do. You, you, you can't just say, you know, I love God and God's going to do everything yeah. for me. You know, you got to give God something to work with. You know, you got to go read a book and do what you're supposed to do and fight to have some skills. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I began to learn there was things that I needed to do. And I think later on, it began to be organized into something that I could create a system. And I didn't realize I had such systematic operational thinking. So I got my degree in operations and my master's degree in, in management, business management. But I didn't realize I had that thinking. So when I got into lean and all these things, I started learning how to put systems together. And that's why now 
I don't want to just be another inspirational voice. I don't want to be a motivational speaker. Yeah. I want to be, I want to give people a, a, an achievement system, something that can be replicated that they can use to go forward as a way of life. Hey. So the website, the website again is be your own CEO, right? No, you are a CEO. You, you are a CEO. So you are a CEO. You are a CEO.com. So listeners, go to youareceo.com. I'm going to be, a, I, I'm a client. I'm, I'm going to be a student. You know, I, I know we just met, I think it's by divine intervention, in my opinion, you know, and, and I, I believe that I'm, I'm so blessed from just this short conversation we had. We have only 30 minutes for our show. We hope and hope that you will say yes to a return visit down the, down the road. Hopefully sure. you can give us that grace, you know? Sure, absolutely. It's a pleasure being with you both. And I really thank you for the work that you're doing and the people that you're inspiring and all those that hear this, you know, we should support people like this and programs like this that are trying to do good. And so uh, I really thank you both for all that you do. And it's been a pleasure being here with you. Mr. Parker, we, we salute you. We appreciate you. KD listeners, we'll see you guys next week. It gets no better than this. TyandHoodyShow.com. We appreciate you. Thank Thanks. you so much, Mr. Parker. Thank you. God bless. Hey, do you have valuable information that can help your community? Okay. And you'd like to be a guest? Um, Hit us on our social media. Do it now. The Tie and Hoodie Show is sponsored by ICCLending.com. For real estate service, please go to ICCLending.com.